0: I am Reverend Deborah Phillips, and welcome to Discovering Spirit Within, a Spiritual Life Center podcast dedicated to helping people discover and activate their personal relationship with the divine. And welcome to the second Discovering Spirit Within broadcast of 2021. I'm here today with Deanna Frank, and Deanna is a good friend of mine and she's a teacher, a spiritual advisor, and she's an expert in esoteric tarot. Good morning, Diana. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. Could you give me just like like just a little paragraph on the diff- uh, on the difference between like commercial tarot and esoteric tarot? Well, um most people
1: uh, aren't into um, the esoteric tarot the way that I am, okay? Some of them apply it to Kabbalah or Kabbalah. It depends upon what, uh, uh, the pronunciation depends upon uh, what avenue that you study it, whether it's from the Jewish perspective or whether it's from the magical perspective. Uh, But, uh, th- there are ties to that, but I actually do it a little differently. I presented my theory at a tarot conference uh, several years ago and was told by some of the uh, tarot experts that they really thought that my theory was right on because tarot uh, historians had discovered that um, uh the cards, the earliest cards, look like Christian art of the era. So my theory basically goes that uh, the tarot, in my opinion, is um, uh, based upon the early uh, heretical Christian teachings. Okay, and they were put into a flashcard catechism and uh, where the esoteric side was hidden. And that they were based on the mystery school patterns, which came from Greece, and then before that Egypt, and before that uh, Babylonia
0: and Assyria. Wow, <laughs> that's a, that's a lot, a, a lot right there. So you've brought up the mystery schools, and today I think. Um, First of all, I think we're going to have to do several, several sessions on this because you have a lot to offer us. But you've mentioned the mystery schools, and of course, you know, people hear about the mystery schools, and they've been featured in fiction and in some really ridiculous movies and things like that. Uh, but mystery schools are, are where the hidden esoteric teachings were, were shared, but where did yes. they start? I mean, I mean, if, if, if you wanted to give someone in this day and age a perspective on, on the mystery schools, where would you start?
1: The uh, first historical evidence that I could find on them were in um, Sumer, in Babylonia, um, uh, around the mysteries of Inanna or Ishtar, depending upon which culture. So it was more of a matriarchal goddess society. And uh, from there, it went to Egypt, and from Egypt, they went to Greece.
0: How did someone get into a mystery school, or how did I mean? How did that work? how did, How does one get these mystery teachings? The
1: the mystery schools, um, the um, modern okay, the Greek, Most of the mystery schools that we're aware of uh, were in Greece. Okay. And they were divided into two parts, the lesser mysteries, which were open to everyone. I associate that with uh, our churches today. So what they did was they taught the codes of conduct, thou shalt do, thou shalt not do. Okay. And then those people who showed a deeper interest were then invited into the greater mysteries. Um, No one knows exactly what the mystery schools taught because they were um, secret, the teachings were secret. But what I've done is uh, read the mythologies of several of them, and uh, I've come out with an outline of what's common among them. And uh, you can get a pretty good idea of what they teach. Okay, T- Today, um, the mystery schools don't exist in a formal um, way. But uh, uh, how I got into them is uh, I was really interested in esoteric teaching. So I really got into the teachings of um Earlene Cheney, who actually did have a mystery school called Astara in Southern California, I believe it was Redlands. Um, my my spiritual teacher did a workshop there, and I was so lucky to have actually been graced by her presence. She she was just the most incredible person. But I read I've read probably every book that she's written because just you know how when you're studying you're just a sponge and you just suck in right. all that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she wrote a lot about and especially like the Greek uh, schools. Um, so I learned, it was like my starting point. And from there, I started researching more. Uh, and then uh, at one point, when I was saying a rosary, because I was raised Roman Catholic, but my mother was Buddhist, so I was also Buddhist. <laughs> so, a Roman Buddhist so,
0: or a Buddhist Catholic? <laughs> yeah, the
1: Buddhist Catholic. So uh, I was saying a rosary, and I got this uh, a light bulb, and I went, "Oh my God! These are the mystery school teachings that are in the rosary or the um, Apostles' Creed." And then I started uh, looking for more associations. Uh, and found many.
0: Okay, so let's let's go back for a second. What is the name of the, the this teacher whose books you read? In case people want Early to go. Early Chaney. Thank you. So, so um, was it is was it so much that people were not? Um, it, it's like it's like you, you you're not good enough or you don't deserve to go to a mystery school. Is it was it more that or it was just that you know some people are ready for that deeper teaching and some people are not. And, um, so my guess is from what you're talking about is this is like, you have, you have fallen into the deeper, the deeper mysteries just naturally. And probably the people who come to you for classes and stuff, it's, it's their calling is it's like, so, you know, if you want to just go out and study the, 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 in the mystery schools, you have to be ready spiritually somehow.
1: Yes, you, you do. Um, how I associate the mysteries Uh, mystery school teachings is, uh, or, um, okay, say God's living on top of a mountain. Okay. Okay. And we're, uh, and average person who's not especially spiritual, they live more the mundane world. And I use the word mundane meaning worldly, as opposed to spiritual. So if, if they live a lifetime, it's like uh, walking a switchback up a mountain, so they they're progressing up, but very very slowly. Okay, person who is the, the type of person who's going to be invited into a mystery school is the person that's saying, "I I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get to the top of that mountain and meet God, so I don't have to live any more lifetimes." Because they're aware, first of all, that uh, we have karma and that we have um, To pay our debts and uh we have to live our life in a a certain way in order to open ourselves up to god okay um this is also um i'm getting off the subject a little um tied into the rising of the kundalini within the body so i've associated with all of that but the uh, person who's going to invite be invited into the greater mystery says i'm going to scale the top of that mountain. And it takes a lot of preparation and a lot of hard work to uh, climb the side of that mountain. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, they are yeah. not doing the trail that they're using. I, I don't know the proper word for the equipment that you use for um, that kind of climbing, but it, it being um, the word initiation also fits. Okay, so when you're an initiate, you're uh, uh, first go through a process of training. So uh, the first process is training the mind so that you control the mind and controlling the emotions. Okay, and then you're taught bigger things from that. And then once you reach a certain level of attainment, then you go through a series of trials and tests. So, uh, Choosing the greater mysteries or choosing the path of initiation is very difficult. It's not an easy path.
0: Well, you know, you see so much um, out there in the world about initiates, and there, there's there's a, a lot of um, there's a lot of energy around being special and being chosen and being higher and better than. And I think, I to me, it's really important for people to understand that if you, you are A, are called to this path, and when you choose to follow that path, it's not easy, it's not fun, and it's not an ego trip. It, exactly. Uh, in fact, um,
1: while historically we feel, uh, or I've seen that the beginnings of the mystery schools uh, or the teachings, I, I won't say that the Mystery School started in Babylonia, but the teaching started there. And I have a theory that actually what had happened was uh, during the uh, Atlantis, people were really aware and people misused knowledge and power and which caused the sinking of Atlantis. So the priests and the uh, uh, teachers Took the teachings and hid them, and that's the reason why people had to learn them. Because the ultimate uh, goal is to find power, but it's not external power; it's power to control your emotions, to to um, uh, be able to serve mankind with your power, and then uh, you gain. Wisdom. Okay. So that's associated with numerology. So seven is knowledge and understanding. Then you gain the power. And the only way that you can gain wisdom, which it has to do with enlightenment, okay, is to uh, the right use of will with the number eight. So uh, a person who's in their ego, like um, Star Wars talks about going to the dark side. So the Sith, okay, are are following uh, some of the same teachings, but because they're not using it right, they can can never truly be wise. Because the only only way you can be wise is by... Uh, loud, actually, I consider wisdom the ability to channel God <laughs> <laughs> or, the or, Holy that all? <laughs> or the Holy Spirit, meaning right. you're following that inner voice uh, and you're making the right choices instead of ego choices, which is more uh, earthly, ego, um, how I look at ego and, and the higher mind, which, is that before we come into incarnation, we split. So part of us stays in heaven, that cord. okay, That's the cord to our higher self, the cord to spirit. And then our ego, which means the I, is uh, incarnated on the earthly plane. So the idea is to overcome the ego by allowing uh, the higher self and the Holy Spirit or God to speak through us.
0: Wow. Did I get off? Good. (laughs) 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 You know, what also comes to mind and, and I I realize that this is probably a, a minor aspect of it, but it's probably also possible at some point that some of the teachings, um, went underground because, um, you know, the mundane world is, is bigger and more active and, they would just be going, you're a bunch of weirdos, or we're going to burn you as witches. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for the really deeper, deeper teachings to be kept quiet. Because, it, right? Right. Yes.
1: Um, so so you have those people who are involved in ego, who, who don't want the higher knowledge. Um, threatened by it? But they're protected So that uh, only those who are worthy of the knowledge receive the knowledge.
0: What do we mean by that being worthy of it? I mean, there's a when when I hear that word, I immediately go back to there's a little bit of you know I'm I'm worthy of it. I get to go to the school, and you don't nanner nanner. And I guess someone who is really worthy of it wouldn't do that.
1: No, because (laughs) being worthy means that you have control over your ego, and that's ego.
0: So I'm looking at a list you gave me, and um, you're talking about what's what some of the things that the um, the mystery schools taught, or, you know, if these things are now still being taught, I, but it's like there's different teachers. It's like you have one aspect of it, and somebody else has another aspect of it. Instead of going to one place to learn it all, we kind of get it in, in different places. But you're talking about that the... the um, uh, they teach like the creation mythology, sacred marriage, um, sacrifice, and um, well, yeah, okay, we're talking about the blood sacrifice, which would be a whole other conversation, the descent into the underworld for three days, resurrection and, mor- and immortality. And those are all symbolic of um, life on this planet, life life in uh, what my guides call the earth frame. And so... How do, so they use these kinds of stories to teach us about who we are, right? Is that what's.
1: Well, it it, it is exactly because the idea is that we realize, okay, we all go through this process. So the myth, the myth is symbolic. Okay, but each and every one of us, in order to go back to God, have to go through this process of death and dying and rebirth. Uh, When you talk about immortal life, immortality isn't immortality in the physical body. It's immortality of the soul where one uh, is able to go back to God and not have to live in the world of samsara or reincarnation.
0: But also, um, the teachings I think, is to reassure us that that we are immortal, our bodies are not, but that there is more to us than what we yes. see. If you
1: understand the teachings, okay, uh, it's like um, um, in a fundamental Christian church, we're taught that Jesus, because Jesus went through this process, okay? And we're taught that um, Jesus is the savior, like the sons of God or the uh, heroines of the uh, matriarchal religions. And um, what we learn, though, is that we have to go through that process too. We have to sacrifice our ego to God in order to find that path. So uh, there is a sacrifice, but it's not a blood sacrifice.
0: And and that's one of the things that I think that this is so misinterpreted is even the symbology uh, around, you know, the, the Christian spilling of the blood. I was thinking one day, it was like, why is that such a big deal? And I realized that you know, blood is a big deal. I mean, it's, it's what keeps us alive. If we don't have, if we don't have our blood, we're not here. It's life force, right? It is, it is, it is our life force. And um, then I was just thinking about, you know, the people who go to, I mean, we still have blood sacrifice in this culture, but it's by people going to war. It's people, you know, people are still giving up their lives for some cause or another. And it would be lovely to get past (laughs) that idea that that has to happen. But um, there's something about giving up that ultimate life force, um, theoretically, for the greater good, which I think really got, um, has gotten pretty confusing and messed up in in this lifetime. But um, I also like to talk about, I mean, the whole descent into the underworld. I know that that Basically, you know, the, the myth of the, the, the dying and resurrecting God, it comes out of mythology in the fall, you know, everything dies, it goes dormant for a few months, and then we have spring and everything comes back to life again, which is a cycle. And that cycle repeats in every, you know, it, with plants, animals, us. So it's a teaching right. of the cycles. Right.
1: And uh, that's what a person would learn, have learned in the lesser mysteries is the myth and the cycle. Um, So uh, in in some of the older mystery schools, it's the death of the moon, because the moon dies at the new moon and it's dead for three days. So it's always three. And in the solar uh, uh, societies, it's the death of the sun for three months. That's the reason why Jesus's birthday is celebrated December 25th because it's the time of rebirth because the the winter solstice takes place a short time before that and that's the death of the sun okay it's when the days the longest the darkest so December 25th is the birth of the sun again
0: Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite time of year. Actually, it's the darkest time of the year. And it's the coming of the light. And, um, you know, because we are making that turn back around. And uh, so, yeah. And and Easter is the time of birth. That that takes
1: place at the spring uh, equinox.
0: Yeah and I'm always interested that somehow we in the west have decided that our year begins in January when actually you know like many cultures their new year new year is at the at the equinox in the spring because that's really when it all starts over again and I um, I'm not sure where and someone probably out there knows why why we have this 12 month um uh, thing going on but it fascinates me how we we have veered in our in our mundane society more towards uh, you know uh, keep it's almost like it's like we've got to keep this other other consciousness going and then you few people who are interested in this weirdo stuff you can go over here and study And of course, we (laughs) have people studying, we used to have people still studying everything that the mystery schools taught. It's just not as formal, formalized in terms of, you know, yeah, it's just not as formalized as it used to be. We kind of have to find it on our own, at least here in the United States, we have to find it on our own. I don't know what other countries carry or offer.
1: Uh, I I wouldn't say so much other countries, but they're going to be. Uh, groups that teach esoteric things, and they may touch upon some of these things. For, for instance, um, the Rosicrucians, okay? Uh, the Knights Templar um, in their own mythology have this uh, process of uh, death and dying and rebirth. Uh, and uh, we're going to see it in Kabbalah, Okay, but which would be the more esoteric side of Judaism.
0: You'll so, also see, yeah, um, you'll also see it in the Masonic
1: teachings. Exactly, and uh, the Masonic teachings, the Knights Templar, and the Rosicrucians. There's crossovers if you really start to study that. So. They ju- just take different views. I I associate the um, secret those secret societies with the different suits in the tarot.
0: I would love to sit down with you again and just talk about how you how you view the tarot. But I think it's a de- very definitely a different conversation. So, what other things that do you think about when you're, you're you're thinking about or talking about the mystery schools? That someone who's new to all of this, who is just starting out and just having an interest in the esoteric teachings, what would you um, say for them to, to start or you know stick their toe in? Besides, of course, taking a, a course with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, or in addition uh, I, to taking a course with you there are a few authors who whose works i
1: read when i was putting all of this together um again earlene cheney uh, corinne helene um and um manly p hall manly manly paul yeah. his book secret teachings of all ages is like the most incredible book of all this miss, mystical, esoteric teachings in one place, in one book.
0: Yeah, you have to have Wheelbarrow to carry it around too, but it is a great book. <laughs> and, and you know what I like about that book is um, that you don't have to read it from beginning to end. You can just pick it up and you can read different sections. So right. if, if someone to pick, were to pick up, and what is the, the exact name of the book? It's secret teachings of all ages. Yeah. See, it's actually, it's actually available. I believe in PDF form on the internet now, which oh, is, it is. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in, in, in public domain. But it's not as easy to read as if you pick up the actual book. So if, you, if any of you out there go and pick up, see this book and see how thick it is, don't let it intimidate you because it's one of those books that you can pick up and you can read different sections. It's not dependent on reading it from beginning to end. And there's all kinds of really cool little little things in that book. And it's a good starter book. It's also yes. good for people who are doing very in-depth study as well.
1: I find that every time I read it, uh, and and that uh, uh, I actually read it the way you're suggesting, I would just pick it up and, oh, this looks interesting, and I would read that. And then uh, I would go to something else. But if I read something again, especially if I was doing research to confirm my theory, I would get even way more out of it. It, it, That's a book that um, you're never, if you're really an initiate, and you're interested in the mysteries you are never going to tire of that book
0: yeah it's just it's just like a, an old friend sitting on the shelf you know you can go there and and uh, look up really interesting things and i can't remember how many years it took him years and years and years to do that book and um yeah, he has other it, books but that is one. yeah but that is his crowning achievement so manly p hall ladies and gentlemen so Deanna. I really appreciate your coming and spending time with me today. We could do this forever, but I think we've probably, unless you can think of a few other things that people could know about the um, Mystery Schools, I think this is a good introduction, and I would like to invite you back for us to do a few more sessions that go into more depth into each aspect of the mystery schools or some of the teachings. How does that sound to you?
1: I I would love it,
0: but I would like to
1: recommend one more book. Okay. Okay. And that's Initiation by Elizabeth Heisch. And how do you
0: spell that last name? H-A-I-C-H, I I believe. Okay. Okay. Thank you.
1: Elizabeth
0: with an S and not a Z. (laughs) We're going to have to find a way to put these out there where people can, can, can look these up and see them in writing. But I really, again, appreciate that you bring such a, a depth and an easy understanding of this really deep esoteric conversation. And I look forward to meeting with you again and furthering that conversation. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed being here with you today. Thank you for listening today. Discover Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center Sacramento. If you feel inspired and want to show your appreciation and support, please go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, be peace of the sons and daughters of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.